0: I saw your face. Hello and welcome to episode ninety-six of the Red Box Report, the weekly movie podcast where we review the latest Blu-rays and DVD releases for Redbox.
1: I'm your host Bob Fallon, and with me is Casey Brady. This week we're gonna take a look at X-Men Days of Future Past. For the movie club segment, I was recommended undefeated, and due to that. We're going to do our top five of top five documentaries
0: of all time. Of all time, it's a pretty interesting list, yeah. but uh, we'll get to that in a little bit. Kick it right on off with X Men: Days of Future Past. Yes, we both saw it in theaters. Yep, we uh, both rewatched it. I did not. know. I, I did not. I,
1: I had no time. I
0: didn't either. Nice. Obviously, you did. <laughs> <laughs> obviously, you had a little bit of time. Yeah, yeah I I rewatched it. I need, I needed to see if I was right about the movie the first time.
1: Okay. I wanted to see because when I watch it in theaters, to me it's one of the greatest comic book films I've ever seen. And I've seen pretty much all of them. So.
0: And I don't agree with that. But I saw it. I liked it a lot. And I I came out of it feeling pretty good. And then just looking back at it like, last week before I watched it just thinking back I was like eh really wasn't that great so I wanted to rewatch it to see if maybe my just my recollection was just wrong and I just was forgetting things and all that so And you were? No. I feel like it's pretty good. Okay. Um I feel like my initial reading was right. I think it's a lot of
1: empty fun though empty yeah it's a little bit it might be and that's why i would need to re-watch it um I just it is remember, a fun movie though it is oh it 100 percent uh but I, I felt like there was so much more with it uh this is a continuation of x-men uh you have your you your old cast a few jackman patrick stewart uh, other people I can't remember at this time but a lot, Ian a lot of Ian McKellen Ian McKellen yeah Magneto and then you have the new X-Men First Class group James um, McAvoy Jennifer Michael. Lawrence Fassbender. Uh, Michael Fassbender um, so you have this merging of the two uh, right now in the present time you have the original X-Men and they are being hunted down by the Sentinels you finally get to see the Sentinels mm-hmm. um well there is a mutant that can go back in time or help someone go back in time yes does that with wolverine wolverine goes back tries to obtain the help of x-men force class and stop the sentinels from ever existing yeah uh by basically stopping a certain mutant i won't say who um because that mutant's dna is helped to create the the sentinels yes um
0: this was a famous, one of the most famous X-Men storylines from the comic books. Mm. It's changed a little bit. Um, Kitty Pride goes back in time in the in the comic book. Instead of Wolverine. Yes. And I'm okay with the change because a whole movie centered around uh, Juno mm-hmm. <laughs> as uh, Ellen Page as, as Kitty Pride, I don't think would be able to carry it as much. Okay. Because Hugh Jackman is great as Wolverine, as usual
1: very true. Even when... And it even makes sense why he's going back, I thought. I mean... Yeah,
0: because his healing factor mm-hmm. allows him to take the pain. Um, Because even when Hugh Jackman's in a bad Wolverine movie, he's good. He's always good. He's perfect for the role. He's jacked, man. Mm-hmm. He's got the growl. He's got the attitude. He's got it all right. And I hope... I know it seems like that's all he ever does now is just play Wolverine but he does it so well he's really good at it so and he's making millions of dollars so which he deserves
1: with that I mean that is his role no one should ever play it so
0: yeah and his with his healing factor no one else will ever have to Mm mhm but my one of my favorite parts of the movie is the future world from the beginning
1: the future the future world is very very well done yeah, it's you a, got that part I felt was more empty fun. Uh just a lot of combat, a lot of different mm-hmm. um mutants that you get to see do all different cool things. Pyro,
0: Iceman, um Bishop, I forget Nighthawk or, or the the Indian guy who can see far distance and I, I don't know. I name. can't remember his name. The guy who opened the portals. She was really cool. I think it's oh, yeah, Ec- yeah. Echo or yeah. something like that. There's so many X Men characters.
1: <laughs> there are, but you got to see a lot of them in the future, and just see a lot of cool combat. That yeah. was they did the combat really awesome. That's where the action um, scenes were the best. And this, you get to see the Sen- Sentinels, which are completely different from the comic. Yep. Um, but I thought they looked good in the future. I. I it was a little bit hard for me to go, okay, it's okay to change, which I fully understand why they needed to change, because in the comic books, they should have been able, to, X-Men should have able to destroy them so easily. <laughs> yeah. They were just gigantic Ten robots, cans, you know? <laughs> These were ever-changing. Yeah, they can adapt um, to what's being
0: attacked, or mm-hmm. what they're being attacked by, and and build a resistance to it. And they're like, yeah. uh, evol- <laughs> they're evolving right in front of your eyes. <laughs>
1: yeah. Uh, which you really needed—you needed that kind of uh, extremely hard opponent yeah. to go against tons of X Men. And watch.
0: it was a good enough reason for the story to get kicked into gear.
1: Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they go back. Uh, so Wolverine does go back in the past. And he goes back, transmits
0: from... his subconsciousness into his younger self.
1: Yes, back until <laughs> I think like the seventies. Yeah, uh, in the, the lava machine. The way they did the seventies, I really enjoyed it. It looked. Genuine, uh, at least to a point. Uh, except for Richard Nixon,
0: uh, he looked so bad, <laughs> so uh, cheesy. Maybe Richard Nixon. I guess. Maybe that's yeah. just Yeah, yeah. <laughs> true. Um, but yeah, I mean, because X Men First Class, which I don't think you actually liked that much. I did not. No, and I liked it a great deal. Probably on par with this. I'd say they're about equal for me. But I liked how that 60s setting was in that movie, and this one kicks it another decade mm-hmm. up. And they did a great job with it. Oh yeah, I liked the first scene when Wolverine wakes up in that time period. And when he's sleeping with the woman. Yeah, and uh, it's like, like a
1: mob daughter, mob boss's daughter. And they come in, they start shooting him, and he's basically like, "Well, you don't want to, you don't want to do this." Yeah, Just get out, get out. <laughs> uh,
0: he's pretty awesome. But they, uh, the soundtrack was effective at, at getting the time period across as well mm-hmm. as the aesthetic. I love the choice that they go to quite a bit where they'll show shots from a different angle from, like, citizens, their cameras. Like, it's an old-timey... Exactly. And it changed the whole look. That was one of my favorite parts. There's
1: one scene where um, you have Michael Fassbender, who is kind of going after a certain mutant, and... It's during this big like press conference, and so you see the cameras actually like Mm -hmm. the the point of view from the camera, the cameraman, and and it looks incredible. It looks awesome. It It looks authentic. It made it feel, and it's
0: such a relief to to get a different kind because all these superhero movies they're like the glossy, they're the perfect, you know, the highlighting and this was just like a different look to make it.
1: It changed it. It made it feel good. It
0: made it like especially with Beast. It's like oh my god, maybe this is what it would look like if something like this was in real life and mm-hmm. caught on camera you know exactly so i i i like that choice a lot yeah um what about the decision to have professor x lose his powers and be able to walk and be a drug addict and um to me that was a little it was forced a, it was like
1: a, it was a little slow um i wish they would have quickened that part up maybe a little bit or mm-hmm. not even had it uh, but I don't think it really hurt the film at all. I was okay with it.
0: Um, it just seemed a little contrived to have an obstacle in the way. You know, for Wolverine to finally break through. To get through to him about that he's telling the truth. And he doesn't know because he
1: can't read his mind at that time. Except when Patrick Stewart then talks to him. That blew my mind. That was like one of the coolest things ever. Because Professor X is one of the greatest superheroes in comic book history, he is incredible. Most powerful. He's one of the most powerful. He's one of the coolest. I don't. Uh, know about that. <laughs> He is. Come on. No, I didn't yeah. like that scene actually because he,
0: why didn't he just do that right from the beginning and and that would be the whole movie. <laughs> See that's the problem. I'd have to rewatch it with to the tell you. time travel movies. Like there's so many fallacies. Automat- and I can forgive a lot of them. You know, like cause it's impossible. So, every, you can nitpick any time travel movie to that, except for Primer, maybe. Um, I don't know why you don't like Primer. I do like Primer. I like just... said that's one that you can't... That's probably the only one that you can't nitpick today. Oh, okay. I think because you, said you can't so... forgive. Like, <laughs> yeah. I just can't forgive that. <laughs> Even Looper, a movie I love, I think you can nitpick things. Mm-hmm. Because time travel is, is very tricky. And there's just a lot of stuff with that where I'm like... I'm nitpicking it, you know, where where she's it didn't match up how was it a one-to-one correlation with her standing there were they literally standing there with her like that for days and days and days because in the past he's it's over a i'm guessing a week or two span the whole thing Mm -hmm. and but in the future time it looks like it's just for like one day or one night unless she's standing there and can't go to the bathroom for a week or two no, it's. I think I it, mean, was,
1: it was for a couple of hours that she was doing it. Yeah, that. but I
0: wonder why. So that just didn't correlate with me. Like, why all of a sudden when in the past he starts freaking out and having his trips and then he starts, like, stabbing himself in the future timeline, How that didn't really match up with me too much. But that's a nitpick. Yeah, I don't know. And I, don't... I think that's something I didn't nitpick on the first watch, but on the second one it was a little bit more noticeable. hmm but what did you think? I did I thought there was a lack of action in in the 70s. You did? Yeah.
1: Oh, what? The one of the coolest scenes uh, Michael Fassbender is, he's awesome. Incredible. He's one of my favorite actors you, and he's incredible in this. You really get to see Magneto why or Magneto why he's I think a, a level 4 mutant. Uh, he just shows his power off to the extreme. All of his scenes are just so awesome. Yeah. They're full of action. Um, Not really. When he's uh, in the the jail. What's the action, though? Uh, The one time when he's... I mean, action to me is not just beating up someone else, but him lifting up an entire stadium. That's that's an awesome scene. Oh, my gosh. That was so powerful. And the music behind him just was uh, driving the entertainment so much. Uh, True. And and that's a great scene.
0: But I just felt like even the climax, it was a letdown for me because it's not, that's all he does. He just puts the thing down around it and yeah, it doesn't it, really go anywhere.
1: Oh, I does. Yeah.
0: And there's another cool scene where Magneto takes the, the track from a, a railroad track and uses it to connect into the Sentinels so he can control them, and that's really cool. Mm-hmm. But again, I want to see, like, the X-Men. This is a team in the comic books. It's all about the teamwork and taking down a bigger threat. And
1: this was like... Was Magneto ever really part of that, that team? He's always kind of been a lone wolf.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I would have just liked to have seen more action.
1: I I don't like know. Like in
0: the future world. How that they were using their teamwork I don't, to take I don't down... I don't want
1: to... I don't need a film that's just pure action. Oh, no. There was a ton of action in this film, plus so much else. There's so much story. Yeah, uh, Peter Dinklage, his entire section and how he was trying to bring down the mutants. Um, between... I mean, it didn't really do much for me. Uh, I don't know why, but you had <laughs> Mystique and uh, Magneto, their their entire story, which was awesome. Usually, <laughs> I would not have liked it. I thought it was so well done. That didn't do much for me either. Oh wow! Because that's just a big
0: rehash from the originals. Was the whole relationship between Magneto and her? And in First Class, they had the whole relationship between Professor X and her. And this is just. I don't really like Jennifer Lawrence as Mystique. She's a little bit better here than in First Class. But I just don't think she's very good at portraying that character.
1: Oh. Uh, I, I can. In First Class, no. I thought she was terrible. I she hated, is better. At I X. hated the entire First Class cast.
0: Because they let her use her and likeness
1: more in this movie, I think that helped. In this one, I thought the entire first class cast was they did a great job of portraying their Beast was selves. great. Yeah, he was good. Um Uh what about Quicksilver?
0: That was the cool action sequence. Yeah. That was amazing. Yeah. That's the standout scene of film. That's
1: the whole one of the films. Films. best slow mo uh scenes i've seen in a long time
0: with the the way that the song mixes in with the the soundtrack and uh Mm -hmm. and it's slow motion for a reason not just because oh doesn't this look cool it's actually to get inside his head to show how he's seeing everything compared and it's a great contrast to when everything just speeds up and that's how everyone else and and i'm pretty
1: sure isn't it a good setup for future films for first class he's going to be in I, I hope know. so. It seemed like he's he, a great character. Because I th- I feel like afterwards he wasn't used much at all. No, that it was, was it. it he just left of... him
0: behind and that was a real big disappointment.
1: It was, but I th- I it's understandable. Um but I he he should definitely be back. I hope so. In the and next he's
0: one. Quicksilver's in uh Avengers. Different mm-hmm. actor, different He's not a quote-unquote mutant in the Marvel Cinematic Universe because they don't have the rights to mutants. Mm-hmm. But it's going to be played by Aaron Taylor Johnson from Godzilla and Kick-Ass. Uh, no, I don't see it being as good. No. I don't see how any Quicksilver could be as good as that.
1: Yeah, that that was very good. Yes, um,
0: James McAv- McAvoy was uh, was good as Professor as young Professor X. But again, because he was stripped of his powers, it didn't give him that much to do. I don't think.
1: Well. I mean, his powers, no matter what, you don't really see him. You don't really get to feel him as much. Mm-hmm. He doesn't, it's just him
0: with his finger next to his he, head. And, he doesn't
1: seem like a level four, but he is, obviously. Yeah. He's one of the most powerful there ever was. I have really
0: a, a cool scene with him when he did get his powers back. was when he's talking to Mystique through everyone else she's seeing at the airport. That right. was really cool. It was, yeah. And that was a great example of what he can do. Mm-hmm. So. The whole thing with Peter Dinklage, I felt like he was wasted a little bit.
1: No, I'm no, I'm glad that they didn't use him too much. That they used him sparingly. Uh, he was there to drive the story, not to create the story. That's, I, I thought that was good. I I don't. He's. I don't want to say he's being overused in uh, entertainment right now, but he kind of is because of how popular he is with um, Game of Thrones. I mean, yeah. He's the voice actor for Destiny. He's he's been in several other sp- films, being cameos. Uh you don't want to over overdo your welcome. I don't, I don't want to say like that, that. That's terrible. But don't keep, have your face in everything because then that kind of ruins um, the viewers' opinion of you in a right. way.
0: Yeah, I just think as Oliver Tr- Bolivar Trask in the comics was a little yeah. bit more of a badass. And this, he was kind of a weasel. And it worked for what he was. He's hiding behind the Sentinels, and that was okay. But, let's see.
1: I really liked the scene uh, towards the end. They're in a bunker with the president, the presidential. You like that? I, I did, yeah. See,
0: that's, uh, I don't know. I that liked... wasn't predictable. You knew how it was going to end.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, that's okay with me, though, sometimes. And I, I just, It's fun. It was really fun. Um, that, sure, that's one of the fun moments, and that, like you said, this film is, there's a lot of fun, but, like you were saying, the camera work, the camera work really stood out compared to other comic book films, um, I thought the, the character progression, this film had so much character, um, Yeah, and that's story. a great part of it. Other, other comic book films, the, the, yeah, True, the, absolutely. The, the characters are terrible. I mean, they're all they're all cardboard cutouts mm-hmm. of whoever you know this film there's actually a depth to each character or to at least most of them yeah and that's what i really like about this film is no i agree with yeah, that yeah there's a lot of sci-fi you know they they have powers but they're actually characters there's feelings behind them there's emotions there's there's actual motives not just because oh i'm innately good so i'm going to do this like captain america or whoever there's actual motives.
0: I agree 100%. And I am i know I'm sounding more down on this movie than I actually am. Mm-hmm. It's just because when I compare it to X2, which I think is one of, if not the best comic book movie of all time, which was directed by Brian Singer, same as this, mm-hmm. and I can see a lot of the elements that he brought back, but that movie, I felt like it had the character and it had these interesting things, but it also had the great action and the, just great scenes. And this was just a little bit of a letdown for me. Mm. But it's still a super fun movie. Like, for all the nitpicks and problems I have with it, at the end of the day, like, there's not too long in between great scenes, you know. And it's just a really fun movie. It just doesn't stick with me as much as I was hoping for. Mm. It's not... It's like a... uh, I don't know. It's like a Happy Meal instead of... uh, (laughs) <laughs> I mean, meat and potatoes. I, I don't think,
1: know. and I think that's one thing you got to. Uh, what makes you like a certain uh, comic book type film is that you have to like the stuff in between the yeah. action scenes. It doesn't seem like you did,
0: and and some of the great scenes that I'm saying, not even action, just like a great character beat. But mm-hmm. there was too much in between okay. that I see. I, I like that in between. Just didn't um,
1: stick. Maybe it wasn't the greatest in between stuff, but. I liked it. There are great moments,
0: and if you like comic books
1: at all, you owe it to yourself to watch this movie. Absolutely, especially X Men. X mens oh, the yeah. one part of Marvel that I love,
0: and I, I really—and so. the reason that it leaves me off on a good note is I love the ending when when he finally goes back in Back to the Future. Oh yeah, Back to the Future. <laughs> I think I it's just, fantastic.
1: I'm extremely saddened by the fact that this is the last time the original cast they say that but i didn't they say that a while ago as well yeah after x and the next one
0: is x-men apocalypse Which did I you can. see the stinger did the you see stinger. the post credit scene yeah, yeah. what did you think i mean it was pretty simple it um apocalypse didn't look as imposing as i thought he. Should. it was a younger version yeah. of himself
1: yeah. but i didn't think he aged really um
0: Yeah, I'll be interested to see how they handle it. And sometimes they just put those together, and the character design could be completely
1: different by the time the movie gets Mm -hmm. there. Apocalypse was one of my favorite storylines. Yeah,
0: he's a great villain. And and I'm glad Brian Singer's back, because I think he does a really good job with these X-Men movies. He does. Just look at the ones that he directs versus the ones that he didn't, and you can see the difference. I give this an 8 out of 10.
1: Solid 8 out of 10. I give it a 9. Woo! All right. I would have to rewatch it. Yeah. I think I'm only giving it a nine. I would actually probably give it a nine and a half. Wow! Uh, but I need to rewatch it before I would say that. Right. So a nine, I think, is a very good score.
0: And I could see that. I understand where you're coming from. Would you like to rank
1: the X-Men movies? Um, I think we already have multiple times.
0: A after a new one, I mean.
1: Okay. Uh, <laughs> I would say obviously this one first for okay. me. X two. Uh probably it may be X one, X three, then First Class.
0: Okay. I think I would go X Men two, the original X Men. Probably this slightly ahead of first class. And then the Wolverine. And oh, then X three, then X Men Origins
1: Wolverine. I forgot the the Wolverines. Um I really liked I really enjoyed it's, the the most recent it was the Wolverine yeah. uh, origins no yeah, but terrible. the Wolverine I actually really enjoyed it and looking back but if you take out just the end battle um with uh, that's one that had a great character
0: and I'm and that's one where I almost could have done with less action yeah if yeah. that makes any
1: sense mm-hmm. So I, I still I love that scene where they're shooting the uh, arrows. arrows at him. Yeah, that's a stand. up walk that's, that's a great scene. Beautiful. The cinematography in that movie was beautiful. Truly amazing.
0: Yes. All for right. A <laughs> so let's get to the film club segment.
1: Yes. Film Undefeated. Club. Undefeated. Uh, when you recommended it to me, I was very surprised. I knew a little bit about it. I was thinking it was going to be a, a thirty for thirty type film. ESPN. Friday Night Lights, but, <laughs> but uh,
0: no, 30 to
1: ESPN films are actually, they're really good. I, I enjoy most of them, but I thought this would be kind of one of the worser ones. Uh,
0: was that an ESPN film?
1: No, no. Okay. Uh, at least not that I don't I think didn't think
0: so, but I, I don't know.
1: Um, but this is a documentary about a I don't know if it's South Carolina or... Uh, I wanted to say North Carolina, but... Maybe North Carolina. Football team, oh Memphis. It's, yeah, <laughs> Memphis. I, <laughs> okay. It's yeah, insane. Memphis, North Carolina. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's a football team in Memphis, in a, a small section of Memphis. Uh, they, the school was built in like 1890 for 110 years. They have not won a playoff game, uh, especially for the last like 20 years. The team has been god awful, the football team for uh, the school. I don't remember what the school's name was, but yes, uh, yeah, I don't know. But so they've been god awful. This guy came in, bought some property, uh, created his own business, and decided that he wanted to help volunteer for the school. He eventually became the head coach, uh, and for the last six years, he's been slowly um, increasing their winning percentage till this final year, uh, his sixth year. He has the team of his dreams, you know. He's gotten to know these kids very well, helped raise them. Uh, Not just a coach, but kind of a a personal guidance uh, type of person for most of the kids. The documentary follows mainly him and three other kids. One is Chavis, who has emotional and behavior issues. Um, You have Money, who is very intelligent. But he's not that good at football. But he, I mean, he's decent. Yeah. And then you have OC, who is extremely good at football. He's gotten uh, recognized nationally um, as being one of the top people in his position. I think it was left guard. Um, and so it follows their their journey on this last season, and it's undefeated. Uh, and. The very first game that they play <laughs> they lose. <laughs> and I'm like, what the heck? It's got undefeated. <laughs> Automatically like, loses yeah. points. <laughs> <laughs> like, come on. Now you're just going for the undefeated Even if we lose we still kinda win. You know, like, no, you lost. You you you're not undefeated. But so and then after the first loss, uh it basically just really looks at the head coach. Uh, and the head coach is the centerpiece. He is one of the greatest people in the world, it seems. <laughs> he is pretty darn awesome. He, he seems so motivational. He seems so caring, so Charismatic. awesome. Charismatic.
0: He's a great
1: figurehead for this movie. He's a great anchor. He is. Uh, extremely good. He Definitely the best part of the film. Um, but so it, it basically goes over the journey over the next nine other games
0: won the Academy Award for Best Documentary 2012
1: did it yeah wow what did you think um I enjoyed it uh pretty much the beginning kind of boring uh getting to it did get better as it went on getting to know these I mean you didn't even really get to know them in the beginning uh you kind of have to learn on your own who they are right which is okay that's fine but the beginning uh something else needed to happen it was kind of boring it did get better uh middle section when they're actually playing their games um the actual game footage wasn't that that well done
0: yeah, it was just like a crappy high school game footage you know? exactly but
1: that's i thought it fit
0: because that's what they they are so I thought it true. fit true um
1: but uh, it was okay then towards the second half uh last third. It's more about the actual players and the, the, the coach, Yeah. Um, which I really enjoyed that part, getting to know them, uh, how they work, what they think, and so forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was definitely a good documentary. I was surprised at how attached I kind of got at the very end. Yeah, uh, They go into the playoffs for one of the first times in the school's history. They lose the game though. They so they still haven't yeah, won a playoff game, uh, and this is the coach's last year. But he goes up to the each one that he's really good uh, good friends with. He goes to OC and tells him, you know, don't look back. You we wouldn't have even gotten to the playoffs without you. We're nothing for you. Keep going. Don't look back. Yeah. Make a life. He goes to the the smart kid uh, at money. Says congratulations. You know you're. You're going to have a good life after this. Didn't he
0: make a phone call and set up a connection for someone?
1: Um, Yeah, uh, like a a multi millionaire decided to pay for money's uh, college tuition. Yeah, that was crazy. uh, Because money couldn't really afford it. He didn't have money to afford (laughs) 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 it. (laughs) Irony. But. um, Yeah,
0: for some reason, I was surprised how emotionally attached I was by the end. Yeah. It um, caught me off guard.
1: And it's entirely the coach. That coach is awesome i don't know how good of a coach he is at football but a coach at life he is top notch and in the
0: beginning i'm like doubting it like this guy's over the top i'm just uh, this guy's a fucking you know but he
1: truly cares i mean he would go to their houses and talk to them like real people and yeah he was awesome the coach was awesome yeah
0: definitely my favorite sports documentary i've ever seen better than any 30 for 30 for me because I was such a big fan of Friday Night Lights, the television show, mm-hmm. with Kyle Chandler as coach, and he's such a, you know, great coach, great father, great everything, and this guy is kind of taking that wow. role. And it just, it's along the same lines, feel good, but also, it's not going to be predictable, it's not going to be, they win the whole championship. It mm-hmm. was just like Friday Night Lights, but in a real-life documentary form, and I mm-hmm. and I loved it.
1: Also, kind of uh, the blind side see right. the, the big uh yeah. kind of not the most intelligent kid lives with a white family uh and they help support him get good grades and so forth uh so yeah <laughs> a little bit of that as well i guess that happens more than i thought
0: that 10 minute segment was better than the entirety of the
1: blind mm-hmm. side that's for sure true <laughs> but uh so this film there, my problem with it, there's not a lot of substance, I don't feel. Um, yeah, there's definitely a little bit of emptiness in it. Yeah, like I said, the coach is awesome, but what else? I think there's good character development all around.
0: It's sneaky with the players. Like you said, it's not up front and center, and you don't really distinguish between them in the beginning. But by the end, like I, at least me, I was like...
1: But there wasn't even invested. enough time... I mean, I understand why they centered around the coach the most, because he was awesome. Yeah. Um, but also, if you're going to try to uh, have these other characters, these other other players, spend a little bit of time on them. Um, I mean, each one only got a very short amount of screen time. Yeah. So I, I think they should have... It's fine, make the, the, the film a little bit longer, uh, but give them a little bit more screen time. Let us get to know them, even if you... Uh, just want to do it by interactions with people you definitely don't i'm glad they really didn't uh do too many interviews or too many sit down talks yeah that's what
0: i liked about Um, it too it wasn't just your traditional and i know a lot of documentaries aren't like this but the ones that just leave to mind is where it's like camera pointed straight in someone's face as they talk a clip Straight into fit, you know, and back and forth yeah. and back and forth.
1: This was more of let's follow them around during their daily life.
0: You could almost make a live-action scripted movie the same exact with the style of shooting and, and all that. True. That's so I, I did like the way it was done.
1: Um, I do feel though it's still it, – there could have been more. Uh, maybe not with the story. I'm not saying that this particular story – they had more They you could have uh, want a
0: goddamn playoff game. <laughs> <Ben> they <Kota>. could. But <laughs> the name I, is
1: a che- is cheesy too. It is. Uh but you know it's okay. It yeah. doesn't What's in a name? Uh, but it it felt a little empty. Um I enjoyed it 100%. I, I definitely enjoyed it. Um
0: will not be appearing on your top
1: 5. No, there's no way. That's <laughs> ever. Um it definitely I can understand it winning an Oscar. Uh this Cuz I'm not sure what I was up against, so. Um I'm not sure either. What was it? 2011.
0: 2012. I
1: 2012. I feel like some really good ones. Exit through the gift gift shop. I think was 2012. Um, that was a great documentary. Yeah. So I don't I don't know, but it this was it felt like an Oscar type documentary. Tw- Twenty feet from stardom. Um, almost these just feel good.
0: Oh, I didn't really like 20 feet from Stardom. Oh, I didn't either. No. That's
1: what I'm saying is that, I mean. Senna.
0: Uh, what?
1: Senna was there. Oh,
0: that's the BAFTA's no. Academy. Sorry.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I don't think Senna was even nominated. Really? I don't think hmm. it was. It could have been. Uh, let's see. Uh,
0: 2011. It won over Hell and Back Again, If a Tree Falls, Pina, and Paradise Lost Three. Okay, I did see
1: If a Tree Falls. Um,
0: I did not seen any of the other ones. (laughs) Yeah,
1: Yeah, probably should have won out of them, maybe. I mean, I haven't seen all of them, but but it it was good. What would you give it? I would give it probably an eight. Um, Solid. Yeah, it was good. Um, Definitely surprised me at how much I liked the coach. The coach was, without that coach, if anyone else would have been in the film besides him, no, this film is a four. Yeah, you know, and I
0: bet you the filmmakers got to know that coach, and that's why they decided to do this. Not necessarily the story of the team itself. It was probably because of the coach, mm-hmm. and that was a good decision. I'm just glad I recommended the, the documentary Master, a decent documentary. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well. But speaking of documentaries, let's do our top five. This is a big one
1: it is and it was unbelievably hard it, it was uh, really
0: really hard for me
1: I think like a couple months ago I think you mentioned that you wanted to do this mm-hmm. so I started on Letterboxd and I started just typing in uh, documentaries I knew trying to create my list and I got to probably mm-hmm. like 60 65 uh, and that was just off the top of my head and I'm not good at remembering names so that's I know that's not even a quarter of what I've seen um so I've I've seen a lot. It was hard to really narrow it right. down. Um, for me, it was
0: even hard. Not necessarily because oh my god, there are so many amazing documentaries that I've which seen. There are. There are. I'm not, I haven't seen a lot of documentaries, but for me, and I don't know if I'm just alone in this, but I have a harder time ranking documentaries against each other than scripted movies against each other, because to me, it's either a documentary is bad mediocre or good like it i have a hard time it's i don't
1: know how to explain it but oh that's that's very true Uh, And i think you mentioned it a little bit ago uh documentaries usually are they get overhyped they get uh too much praise um yeah because a lot of them are like oh this is just a great documentary so a plus you know
0: the numbers on rotten tomatoes are always inflated for a documentary
1: that's that's very true um but, if you start watching a lot of documentaries, you can tell which ones are much better than others, and then what really elevates them is, do you specifically enjoy them? With films, I can watch a film and not like it, but really... Respect it. Respect it, and see that it is a really good film. Yeah. I just don't like the characters of the story. Right. I don't relate to it, which is fine. Um, I have a lot of honorable mentions that I'm going to go through,
0: because... I had a hard time distinguishing I had an easy time saying oh yeah that's definitely one of the best one of my favorites one of my favorites but once it came down to separating them I had a hard time which ones were the cream of the crop yeah
1: Yeah. I definitely I have my number two and one easily picked you'll know which ones they are yeah Um, five four and three were much harder like unbelievably hard to pick Um,
0: I feel pretty good about my top three Yeah, I think I do. Okay. I'll start off number five because you're the master. You should go second. The master. I don't (laughs) know about that. People are going to hear my listening. Oh my God. He doesn't know anything. You're the Philip Seymour Hoffman of documentaries. Um, I made a last minute switch. My number five is Marwan Call. Marwan Call. I talked about it a few weeks ago. Um, it, It just really has risen in my estimation after the time. It's the. The movie about a guy who was an alcoholic and got traumatized, got beaten up, was in a coma when he snapped out of it. He was no longer an alcoholic, no longer craved alcohol. He was a little bit off after that and he got super into making 16th size miniatures uh, and he did a recreation of like a World War II town and every day he would go through this life it and it just followed him. The way Great cinematography. Shot. Just, I would love to see a whole movie just with a story with his little figures going through like an actual World War II story It could or be really good. Yeah. yeah. And even on top of that, his story in itself was really interesting, especially the twists and turns that it took later mm-hmm. in the movie.
1: Really fascinating stuff. Oh, yeah. Um, my number five is Confessions of a Superhero. I don't know if you've heard of it. I remember when you talked about it but it, it is uh about these people there's a couple of movies on this topic um a couple of the characters actually reappear in, in a few of them but it's in on Hollywood Boulevard uh in front of some one of the big theaters uh, there's people who dress up in costume as the Hulk or right. Batman or superhero or Superman or whatever uh and this film kind of documents who they really are underneath the costumes. Um, one of the main ones was Superman. Uh, he's the greatest lookalike there was, you know yeah. type thing. He goes to um, wherever Smallville and they, he, he heads the parade and all. Um, but it really shows these characters and who they are, some big surprises, some crazy surprises. Uh, really depressing at times, like extremely depressing. I won't forget this film. It's uh, mainly the ones on my list I will never forget. Um, I've seen possibly better made documentaries. I can always guarantee I have. But the ones that stick with me are my favorite. Uh, They're going to be. Yeah, that's a good Um, uh, criteria. And this one one will. If you watch it, you won't forget it. Yeah, and
0: that's... I had a hard time kicking off Marmon Call I'll never forget just because of the uniqueness of it and also the one that I replaced it with was kind of unique as well I'll talk about that when I get to honorable mentions but my number four is Undefeated. Undefeated? Yes. Okay. 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 I liked it. Okay. <laughs> Best sports um, documentary.
1: My number four is actually a Call so. Oh wow um, I'm surprised. Yeah, I actually really enjoyed it. It's one of the most beautiful documentaries I've seen. It really is. Um kind of like the counterpiece to it is The Missing Picture. I haven't seen that. Uh it's made with clay animation. Mm. Uh, I really really want to see it. I hear it's amazing. I think that one won an Oscar. Really? Um I just
0: it's not sugar-coated. It's not protecting this guy making him like a superhero, you know. Mm-hmm. They show his faults as well. Absolutely. Um my number 3
1: is American Movie. American Movie. Ah uh, I was wondering if I should put that on the list. I really did enjoy it. Um, But there's something about it that it's... I
0: don't know. Right. I feel like a a schmuck putting it on here. I Uh, feel it just looks like, oh, that's one of the ones that everyone says is so good. But to mm -hmm. me, I just really, really loved it. Uh, It was one of the most entertaining documentaries I've seen. Uh, It's like... There's great characters who are just so bad but so passionate and really want to do this thing. So they're going to put everything they can into it and it just doesn't work out. I just... I love the ins and outs. All the, the actors that they hire, the main guy, the interactions. and I liked the interactions between him and his friend. Yeah. The guy with the guitar.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Especially when he gets like $50 or something. He's like, let's, let's go buy beer, you know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: I, I don't know... There's nothing that just stands out necessarily, but I just... That was the most entertaining, and it's deeper than just entertainment because it gets to a lot of things, and he has a dark side, and I just thought it was really, really well done.
1: Yeah. I, I don't was, know. When he had a couple kids, and they said he had kids, yeah, I was like, shocked.
0: Wow. That was so perfectly placed because you think you know what this guy's all about, and then it's like, whoa, what the hell? And it brings in a whole new light. hmm that yeah, was really cool.
1: Well, my number three is Capturing the Freedmans. Honorable mention. Honorable me. mention. Yeah. That is one disturbing film. Yes. The way it's pieced together, it's pretty much all found footage. Um, yeah, I like that. Very well done. Probably the only one that I think is as good with that kind of uh, piecing together of found footage is Senna. Uh, mm-hmm. Senna gets a. L- I don't want to say boring, but um, there's some down periods in Senna. So. I just,
0: they're so lucky that they had all that home footage and that it, that it really portained to what they were trying to tell. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ups and downs in that. You think, oh my God, of course they're guilty. Oh, maybe they're not. And back and forth, back and forth. Ultimately, I, I think they probably were. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) I mean, but I mean, you can say that the father, obviously, Mm -hmm. but I think the kids even. Maybe. Maybe. I just, I don't know. Something. It definitely. It's really just as dis- disturbing as hell. It is. Makes you uncomfortable watching it. It's not a fun watch, but it is a great, great documentary. It is. My number two is How to Survive a Plague. I haven't seen it. I you don't. really
1: have to see this. It's uh, it's about the AIDS epidemic. Yes,
0: right? and it sounds like it's all oh, this is going to be a preachy, you know, uh, mm-hmm. just a preachy documentary where they're trying to tell you whatever. Like, I'm trying to think, what's the one... And I don't know that there's anything wrong with a preachy documentary when trying to get a point across of a serious subject, but I just felt like this movie was going to be lecturing me, not inviting me in, you know? Like, what's it, saving Superman or waiting for Superman? Yeah, the education. Or the one about the economy. Like, I'm sure these are important things, and maybe they're right about a lot of stuff, but it just seems like it's... Just all information, information, information. This tells the story of the AIDS epidemic, like you said, and it just follows these characters along. There's some found footage, there's some regular interviews, and it does a ser- such a good job of character development. And really, I did not know much about the subject. Actually, my only critique of the movie is that they probably assume that you know a certain amount, and I just, I probably knew less than. They assumed people knew going into it. So I, I kind of wish there was a little more basic information. But mm-hmm. I guess that's what I just criticize about those other kinds of movies. So, yeah. But it's just such a good movie. Yeah. And such an important movie, I think. So, mm. my number two.
1: Well, my number two is a perfect blend of information, story, character, uh, and entertainment. Pooling John. <laughs> I'm pretty sure I recommend it to you. Yeah. Um, it, to me, it's incredible. It really is a great documentary. I thought it was a fun one. A fun one. I think it's way more than fun. I mean, you have this character, John Brzenic, who is extremely humble, seems really nice, pretty average guy, yet he is the greatest person at his sport uh, compared to anyone ever at their own sport. Michael Jordan isn't even as good as he is. Uh, Wayne Gretzky. Wayne Gretzky. This guy has won, I think, 30 years. Has never been beaten. Excuse me. Um, (laughs) Has never been beaten. Um, Had gone against people who obviously were on steroids. It's about uh, arm wrestling, which I could care less about arm wrestling. Uh, Let's go. And so when a documentary that I could care less about the content makes me so enthralled. It's incredible. And this really like I knew nothing about arm wrestling Uh, I always thought you just two arms and whoever hits the table first (laughs) wins so much technique and training Um, involved and it it dissects all of that so well and it goes through the tournament system and there's there's a lot of information but it's so well um, woven into this documentary Mm -hmm. I really truly love this film Um, I don't know how you just see it as like fun it's
0: an 8 out of 10 for me to me it's it's definitely well above average documentary it's similar probably the same spellbound to me very similar format where you get to learn the characters and then see them go through the tournament Mm -hmm. and have a rooting interest the whole time i didn't put spellbound or pulling john on my honorable mentions just because i
1: had too many but they are they're pretty close spellbound Spellbound's okay uh i kind of see spellbound as wordplay and uh maybe order of ecstasy and Couple of the other just competition ones. Competition always does like make me interested. Yeah. It's a good format for it a documentary because you really get to have that uh, mystery and mystique, as well as getting to know the individuals as well. So I'm just
0: waiting for one of those types of documentaries to have all the people that they interview go out in the first round, and
1: then they just follow the rest <laughs> of the There's actually I saw one. I think it was a uh, Irish dancing competition one I saw that was sort of like that. Which <laughs> was, it was actually pretty good. <laughs> Your number one? No. <laughs>
0: um, my number one, I tried so hard not to have this as my number one. Wow. Just because you're going to gloat about it. But, uh, it's the King of Kong. The
1: fifth. fifth I tried,
0: yes, I tried so hard to put one of the other ones above it, just as a matter of fact. But I just—you
1: can't. It is truly. I couldn't. I couldn't do it. One of the greatest, and I don't films again. Not just documentaries. One of the greatest films ever made. I don't know about that, but it is. It the way it's shot is so beautiful. Um, there's one part where he's playing the drums, and you see the lights. You know, trace where his stick was. Um, the actual camera angles. Sometimes there was tracking shots. Sometimes there were far away still shots, uh, zoom shots, uh, all different types you have the music the music is beautiful with the film but then you have the characters the characters two Billy main characters Mitchell. Billy Mitchell and Steve Weeble uh Wiebe, or however you want to say his name amazing villain uh hero and anti-hero truly just it's perfect so much fun you could not have created a better story than this the rivalry the deception the the uh intrigue I... the mystery the stakes the stakes this is about a high score on a donkey kong arcade game yet the stakes feel like it's life or death the nations are this is it does something that i wish more documentaries
0: did which was and i'm assuming this that it bends the narrative just slightly that it makes uh, it makes it more compelling like it makes it into more of a straight narrative you know it's if you just tell the story straight up it wouldn't be as interesting but the way they just slightly bend it here and there to make it all connect and go perfectly
1: together it's it's fantastic it's one of it's one of the closest perfect closest to perfect films i've seen
0: i've been trying and i liked it straight from the jump street a lot 21 but yes and I, I don't know I, I started it as number one when I was going through this list I, I wrote it in pencil at number one and I'm like I'm sure I'll find something that's
1: better but I just couldn't justify putting anything above it and I people at home uh, are going to go what about Hoop Dreams? what about Man on Wire? what about I, I haven't seen Thin Blue Line but uh, I, I watched like the it. first 30 minutes and it was not that interesting
0: but I do want to finish it J-
1: I, I feel like people see just simply a good story makes a good documentary, and that is not true. It's more true. about the
0: storytelling for me.
1: Absolutely. Um, yeah. Even Man on Wire didn't have a good story or a good storytelling, so I don't know yeah. what that's about. But I feel like... Uh, <laughs> people, like I th- the, the people say that it, it made it seem like this great uh, crime was occurring. No, it wasn't. A guy was walking on a wire and it didn't even look beautiful, like everyone says. There's one shot that looked incredible when you're all the way down at the bottom uh, on the ground, looking up, and you see him walking. That looks that looks very well, uh, very well shot. But besides that, no, it's pretty boring. Hoop Dreams way too long uh, for a it's film. It's really good. It is. It's okay. It's I mean it's uh, seven and a half, maybe an eight. Yeah, I would agree. Um, which is good, but it's not one of the top five documentaries of all time. Um, I would say on my list. Probably the King of Kong is in the top five all time. Probably the rest, no. I'm not. I mean, but I don't have
0: any documentaries in my top one hundred. Mm-hmm. But if I did, it would probably be obviously it'd be the King
1: Kong. I might have to remedy that. But any honorable mentions? Uh, I mean, there's so many. Right. I mean, if you want to talk about stupid little ones, the Winnebago Man, shut up, little Never man. Never seen uh, either of those. Those, those are two really kind of fun ones. Um, Winnebago Man. If you, i know it's rebney
0: it's bjorn rebney oh former mma bellator mma uh runner runner. showrunner his his father yeah what yeah i told you before bjorn rebney who used to run bellator mma organization his father is the winnebago man really who's the winnebago man you know who he is not exactly but i did hear an interview with bjorn rebney and it is his jack rebney is his father
1: i'm gonna have to (laughs) research that that would be pretty crazy if that's true (laughs) it is Uh, but the documentary is actually kind of a fun documentary if you knew the backstory and you got interested in it Mm -hmm. um i mean you have exit through the gift shop um yep that's an honorable mention for me queen of versailles people might shun that kind of film but that was one of the most surprising documentaries I've ever seen. That was good. Um, there's, I mean, there's so many, I, I would have to have an entire list of a couple hundred. Why didn't could, you? I could run through.
0: <laughs> you should have ranked your top hundred. Um, I had Capturing the Friedman's I had Senna. Um, I had Exit Through the Gift Shop. That's such a unique documentary. I really like it. Um, Blackfish.
1: Okay, yeah. That's like... There's a lot of them that seem like they're the glossy. They're they're glossy. Blackfish. Um, what's another one? Project Nim. I haven't seen That's
0: that. really good. Uh, West of Memphis I have. West of Memphis. You seen it? That's I about the, the Memphis
1: 3. Uh, oh, okay, yeah. That's uh, really good. I'm sorry, you didn't have a Michael Moore. Have you seen any Michael I Moore? I don't really like any of his. You don't? He actually does really good documentaries, whether you agree with his side or not, he still does them very well. Uh Roger and Me, I think was his first one. Uh that was a really, really good one. Uh Bowling for Col- uh Columbine, I I like that one a lot. Uh Sicko, a lot of us. I actually I just can't stand him.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh he's funny.
1: <laughs> he's funny though, that's the thing. He he infuses <laughs> a lot of humor in his documentary documentaries, so Also had The Act of Killing. Okay. That's another one. That was kind of... I don't want to say glossy, because I wasn't glossy. No. Um, Tim's Vermeer. Tim's Vermeer. I don't know. Did you watch that one? No, I don't think so.
0: You really should check that one out. It's the Penn & Teller one. Oh. Where their friend... Just watch it. you... I I, I I talked about it. Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. The Imposter. I know you didn't like it. It was okay. I mean... And Grizzly Man. You want to see Grizzly Man, but... Yeah, there's a lot of really good documentaries. It's hard... Oh, and sorry, the one that I had at number five before I put Mormon Call there was Waltz with Bashir. Waltz with it's kind of a hybrid of a live-action and a documentary, but it's um, it's animated. It's an animated documentary. It's like he shot the documentary footage and then rotoscoped over it with this really cool animation, and then they go off on tangents where the people will be telling the story... And they'll have these crazy animation like telling the story. It's hard to explain because it's really unique. I've never seen anything like it, but it's a fantastic movie.
1: I'm surprised you didn't have uh, zero Dreams of sushi on there
0: It's another one of those like seven and a half eight out of tens for me that was mm-hmm. just the tiniest of love mm-hmm. yeah i mean there's there's a lot of those but anyway, that's enough of that. Let's get to what else we watched.
1: You want to go first?
0: Yeah, I'll go first. Uh, I mentioned at the end of the last episode that I took my daughter to see Big Hero 6. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is a Marvel first Marvel animated movie, a joint venture with Disney. It is based on a Marvel comic, but I had never read any, and I didn't know the story of the characters. But it's a, about this kid, Hero, such an ironic name for the hero of the movie uh hero and his brother they're super smart they're inventors they're they're like going to this school where they're just making all this crazy shit and then uh, at like a show-and-tell conference the brother dies in explosion and the movie and then there's a super villain that comes from that explosion and basically, the kid has to deal with the depression of losing his brother, and also, his one of his brother's inventions was Baymax, which is the big fluffy, white uh, machine that is in all the trailers. Who was a first aid companion, but Hiro uh, spices him up into a superhero who can fly and and do all this kung fu and all that, mm-hmm. and it's basically just the. He forms a team, a little superhero team of six, with his brother's classmates and him and Baymax, and they go after the bad guy. It's pretty basic storyline for a Marvel comic book movie,
1: but it's really well done. Really. Or is it the... I mean, that's actually pretty advanced for a Marvel comic book film. Oh,
0: okay, <laughs> okay. Um, but it's it's beautiful animation. Looks great. Great action great characters, well, at least Hero and Baymax, like the other side members of the team, are not very memorable, but it's just a a really well done animated action movie. Is it uh,
1: very kiddie like, or?
0: I think it's good for kids and adults. Uh, My daughter, who's three years old, last movie we saw in theaters was the Lego movie. She stayed for an hour before she started getting fussy and we had to leave. This, she sat through the previews, Quietly sat through the previews and the entire hour and 48-minute runtime, and she loved every minute of it. She really enjoyed it. I already pre-ordered it for her uh, on Blu-ray because I know she's going to watch it again, and I will gladly watch it again. Maybe it'll get rid of the Frozen. You know, won't have to watch that over and over again. But it it is more for, designed for kids, but I think there's plenty of good stuff for adults as well perfect for people who have kids themselves, and they can watch it with them. Um, I gave it a solid 8 out of 10. That's not it's, too bad. It's no How to Train Your Dragon or anything, but, <laughs> but it's really you, good.
1: why you like How to Train Your Dragon. So
0: just wait till we review the second
1: one. Well, I watched Dumb and Dumber uh, preparing for oh, Dumb and Dumber. I thought tale. you were
0: going to say you saw the new one. I was no, excited. I,
1: I did not, no. I'm trying to prepare for the new one. I, I watched Kingpin last, last yes. week and you know, dumb and Dumber. Um,
0: best one of the best comedies ever.
1: It is still. I mean, I've seen it several times. It's still very funny. I don't laugh as much as I used to with it, um, just because I I know most of the jokes. I I know where it's going. And John um, Denver's full shit. Yeah. But it's still, I and mean, it's still funny. Um,
0: I was reading because the new movie came out. I was reading just some articles that a Deadspin article where it was reviewing the new one when comparing or another article that was saying he had just watched dumb and dumber for the first time 20 years after it came out and it was interesting to find out that a lot of it was uh unscripted it was just um improv hmm. by jim carrey especially the the scene where he comes out of 711 and he, there's the two black guys standing there and he goes up and it's like what's up yeah. how you guys doing Big gups, huh? <laughs> See you later. That was completely improv. Those guys were just at the set watching them film. And they said, here, why don't you stand here? And Jim Carrey did that on his own. Oh, I thought that was pretty cool.
1: That's pretty but, neat.
0: But, yeah, I could watch Dumb and Dumber at any time and, and love it every time.
1: Yeah, it's still, it is still funny. It's very What good. did he say about Dumb and Dumber 2?
0: It's getting really better views, right? But this... Reviewer on Deadspin said it made him laugh a lot, and that's all you know he cares about. And the trailers looked terrible. It did, it did, but I don't know. I'm I'm still really interested in it. I'm gonna watch it. I want to see it. Might wait for Redbox, but I can't not see it. It's just like the Ninja Turtle movie for me. But uh, I also watched another Redbox release that came out. Uh, last week. Mr. Peabody and Sherman. Another cartoon? Yep. Animated movie. This one was no big hero six. This was the old 50's cartoons. I don't know when it came out. (laughs) It was a cartoon back in the day. uh, Mr. Peabody and Sherman about a super intelligent dog with glasses that adopts a child with glasses and he's also really smart and they go on adventures. But this movie was about them. They invented a time machine, and they jump around. and go to different time periods and get in trouble. It was not very good at all. Where yeah. It just had no con- cohesive plot. It's really convoluted. There's no setup. You start the movie, and they're like, oh, did you tell them about the time machine? Oh, boom, and they're in the past. And it's just really dumb jokes, dumb humor. Didn't look all that great. It just was. There was some charming things here and there, but it just really was really flat. Really, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not interested. So no. not at all I only watched it because I was awful on Tuesday for Veterans Day with my daughter. We went and saw Big Hero Six, and are you veteran? No, no. Uh, yeah, veteran of the first <laughs> stuff. <laughs> but it's just something else I could watch with her. She yeah. liked it. I did not. Five out of ten. Wow, pretty. Not nice. anything else. That's it. Um, I watched Sam Raimi early Sam not earlier Sam Raimi 1998 Sam Raimi film A Simple Plan hmm. with um, Billy Bob Thornton and what's who's the guy from uh, Edge of Tomorrow Tom with Cruise. the mustache that uh, was it Bill
1: Paxton right Oh Bill Paxton yeah yeah Bill Paxton he he's, always like he's Bill the ma- yeah he's, he's <laughs> and he's
0: really good in this this is a great movie. It's about these two brothers, Bill Paxton and Billy Bob Thornton. (laughs) Bill Paxton's the main character. He's married. He's he's about to have a baby with his wife. His brother is Billy Bob Thornton, who's just really not intelligent, really a screw-up, and he has his really dumb friend. Something happens where they're going off together into the snow. It's somewhere up north where there's a lot of snow and a lot of empty woods and stuff there was a plane crash and they find a duffel bag with uh i want to say 10 million dollars in it and they decide they're going to take it and they're going to hide it and wait to see what happens and then when everything's clear they're going to split it between them but then certain things keep happening and uh they have to do more cover-ups cover this up cover that up, and it just escalates it's like a it's like an avalanche going down the hill just gaining a and gaining a and it just gets crazier and crazier as it goes on and uh highly recommend it but I think it's one of Sam Raimi's best films hmm. eight and a half out of ten. Eight and a half. it's on Netflix just added maybe I'll check it out you should last movie I watched was a a new indie film that just came out the one I love who's that uh not my wife <laughs> No, it's... uh, I can't remember who directed it. I apologize, but it's uh, Mark uh, Duplass. Mm. He's the main character, as well as his wife in the movie is... Peggy from Mad Men. Uh,
1: Uh, Never seen Mad Men.
0: Really? Yeah. Elizabeth... Hold on, I gotta figure out her name. But Peggy from Mad Men is his wife... And they're going through marriage counseling. With actually, the marriage counselor is uh, the guy from Cheers, Norm. <laughs> the guy, the bartender, um, Sam Malone. What's his the actor's name? I'm just gonna look it up.
1: Oh my god, he's now with CIS. Elizabeth
0: Moss is uh, Peggy from Mad Men. He is Ted Danson. Ted Danson. He's their counselor. They're having problems where, uh, Mark Duplass, his character, he cheated on her, and she keeps bringing it up, up and up and up, and he doesn't want to talk about it anymore, so the counselor says, look, I know of a place, if you go there for a weekend, you'll get away, I promise this will help your marriage, so they go there, and some weird stuff happens, um... I don't even want to say what it is because it probably would be a spoiler, even though it does happen kind of early on. But there, it's a high-concept, semi-sci-fi sort of uh, thing happens when when they go there. And a lot of interesting stuff comes from that. And I really can't say much more. But it, it, it's a pretty good indie. It's a good indie film, 7.5 out of 10 for me. I'd put it along the lines of, like, uh, Sound of My Voice... As far as quality, for me, Uh just one of those... I feel like indies have a little bit of a lesser ceiling than like a Hollywood movie. Mm-hmm. At least... I mean, some of them break through that ceiling, like Mud and, and other ones. But I feel like a good indie film is like a seven and a half, eight out of 10 most of the time for me. Really? Yeah. Oh. Huh. Whereas there's a lot of bad ones as well. But I think... Because they're aiming a little bit lower with their budget constraints,
1: and I think that frees them up so much more, though. To be honest, that they don't have to worry about well, let's. True, tr- so I I
0: love indie movies. It probably is my favorite genre of film, but I just feel like there's only a select few that go beyond, above and beyond. Like, I love them, but anyway, this was a a solid but not spectacular one for me. I do think it's worth watching. It's a great twist. I don't really like Mark Duplass that much, as an actor. He's, he's always uh, going f- way too far to try to, like in Safety Not Guaranteed. I really hated his character. He did. Yeah, I, I hate the liked way. Him I did, and then this—he's like super dorky, like he's got glasses, and uh,
1: he does go a little bit overboard. Yeah. for each of his characters, but.
0: But it, it's a good movie, and I, one that I would recommend. It's seven and a half out of ten, like I said. So, getting to the news, not too much this week, but Christoph Waltz will be the villain in the new Bond movie. Really? Yeah.
1: That. Oh man, I can't wait. Is it still going to be same uh, director? Craig, Sam uh, Mendes
0: and Daniel Craig as James Bond. Same team as the last one that you liked a lot.
1: Mm-hmm. I loved it
0: and Christoph Waltz can't get wrong although I heard someone saying man is he just being typecasted now as a creepy bad guy but even if he is he's so good at it in Django he wasn't the bad guy true I guess that's true but he was kind of a similar character just good instead of bad I I don't I love him I mean I haven't seen anything that he's been in that I didn't like him in so that's pretty cool I'm not a big Bond fan but that has me excited me too uh, Michelle McLaren is in talks to direct the Wonder Woman movie they said they were going to get a woman director and she is that huh. she's m- more n- known for her television work she was a director of a lot of Breaking Bad episodes that were well renowned and a lot of Game of Thrones episodes hmm. I don't know if she's ever directed a full motion picture but I I enjoy her work in television I'm sure she would be a good choice
1: Possibly. I'm, I would have to see it first before I, uh, I of judge. Of course.
0: It. <laughs> Here's some WTF news. There was a rumor that Sony was planning an Aunt May Spider Man sequel. Prequel, I mean. Where it was no Spider Man involved, it was just Aunt May as in her younger and days. Uncle Ben? i guess so in the that younger would, days
1: that would be pretty darn awesome are you
0: serious that uh, just made me say what the hell <laughs> <laughs> but apparently it's I, not happening it's actually going to be a comic book that they're making with with aunt may as a younger not a comic, That's kind of stupid. yeah i don't know because you know they're not just going to have it be like a drama you know there's going to introduce some kind of action or like espionage all of a sudden maybe she's a spire woman
1: Yeah, uh, he he actually didn't get it from a radioactive bite.
0: It was inherited (laughs) through his aunt. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) yeah, so that was crazy. And and last but not least, on the heels of the success of the Lego movie, Playmobil is making a movie.
1: Playmobil.
0: They're like the uh, off-brand little action toy figures. With like a construction worker, a policeman. If you saw him, you would recognize him. Probably not. They're, I really think you would, but uh, they're making a movie, trying to mimic the Lego movie. Poor, poor form, in my opinion.
1: Maybe, I don't know, I've never heard of them, so <laughs> I had no idea. I
0: didn't recognize the name, but when I saw a picture of the toys, I recognized. I recognized, you loved the Lego movie. It was good. Uh, In theaters this past weekend, obviously, Dumb and Dumber 2, we talked about it, made $38 million for first place. That's pretty good. A little bit more than they expected it to be. And I'm glad. Because I can't wait for Dumb and Dumber (laughs) 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 3. And I haven't even seen the second one. Um, Also, the movies that came out Beyond the Lights. Beyond the Lights. A a Romance. Uh, It sounds like a football movie. It does. But it's a romance. This Five. was a Friday night lights. <laughs> yeah. Any any movie with lights. Lights, yeah. And and lights. Also, Foxcatcher came out in limited release.
1: Not near us though, right?
0: No, only in New York and LA. But it will be expanding, I I assume. I can't wait for that. I am really looking forward to it. Why well, it's gonna be the most disappointing. Film <laughs> I know. <I've> ever <laughs> We're gonna hate it. Uh Steve Grell's gonna be terrible. <laughs> Jon Stewart's first directorial movie, uh, Rosewater came out in limited John release.
1: John Stewart as the Daily Show. Daily Show, yeah. I
0: think it, it's him. Uh, your boy, Tommy Lee Jones. Mm-hmm. His direct, his uh, he directed a movie called The Homesman <laughs> that came out in limited
1: release. That might be really good.
0: Looked interesting to me. I
1: mean, he is—he's a Renaissance man. He truly—he went to Harvard. Best player, Lincoln. He played uh, <laughs> on the football team that went against Yale for that legendary game. Um, what, an undefeated? Not an undefeated, but... Uh, I mean, he's done everything. He's acting. He's, I mean, he's made trillions of dollars. No, he's director. Director. I think he even sang for a little bit. I mean... What is he, Jeff Bridges all of a sudden? <laughs> <laughs> he's done everything. Uh...
0: Redbox. On Redbox next week it's a double header for us another double header 22 Jump Street which you've already seen I have not and Sin City 2 a dame to kill for which I am looking forward to I am as well because I hear Eva Green gets naked again oh does she so, so hot off the heels of 300 it's been a while though hasn't, hasn't? Yeah, since 300 yeah. <laughs> sequel came out she was in she was the one that had the naked fight
1: scene an, empi- in, uh, an Empire in Rise of an Empire.
0: Rise of an Empire. And that's what has me excited to see this one.
1: No. I, I uh it has Joseph
0: Gordon Levitt is added to the that's, cast. Why. that's the real I hope he gets naked. That's <laughs> a, no I'm I'm looking forward to it. I have low expectations though. So. Also, the sequel to one of your favorite movies of last year, The Purge Anarchy, comes out on Redbox. <laughs> Are you gonna check it out? Uh probably not. I know you'll be there 5 o'clock in the morning Tuesday also last and least Earth to Echo that little kid uh wannabe Steven Spielberg movie where they find this little robot alien creature mm. the kids and, no, I don't know you know maybe I'll watch it with Mackenzie we'll see but that's it for that you can email us the theredboxsupport at yahoo.com we're on Twitter at the Redbox Report. I'm on Twitter at the Oreo Report. Like our Facebook page on facebook.com. <laughs> Just search the Redbox Report. We're on iTunes. You can rate, subscribe and review us there. Find us on Stitcher and on Letterboxd. I'm at the Oreo Report. I'm at
1: Casey Brady and as always, have a great day.
0: Go!